click her. Hers, everyone. What's the gender of your phone? All of them. <laughs> that, this. Takes after her mama. Absolutely. <laughs> this is Herd and Herd. You heard? We're just a group of horses and girls and queens. And I wish I could make a horse sound. Yeah, there it is. No, that, that was not a horse sound. Yikes. Um, but yeah, we are normally talking about whatever as well as some very specific things. Today's topic is this topic. And this topic is Portland, Portland. drag and queer <laughs> nightlife scene history. I thought we were going to do it in sync. I was totally ready. Oh, for okay, okay, wait. Portland, Portland drag, drag and, and queer. queer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we next time we'll work out that. We'll yeah, work we'll out that. Yeah, I can see. I I can see that being a really burn, burn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, we're talking about our hometown um history and and experiences and what what's going on here now. What's been going on? What should be going on? What do we think? So I am. Um, I'm Katya. My experiences with the drag is that I have literally... I've done it once now. I have done drag once. once. But I've not ever put myself in a drag. Mm. That seems truly, like, I feel like hero... Like, it's just... It's laborious. It's three hours. Minimum. You can do... You're like, you can do it in a tight tight 15. Um, Mm. I don't know. It just seems like it's the work of, of heroes, and I don't know if I'm a hero. Because <laughs> I, I was, like, sort of scared when I tried drag. I was like, okay, what if I get really into drag? And then mm. I have to, like, be, get on RuPaul's mm. Drag Race. And, <laughs> of course. Yeah, right? Of um, course. It's the only path. If, and I was like, that seems expensive. But luckily I got into it and I could not... I, I got Chipotle. I, got, I came home. I washed it off. Mm-hmm. But I do get to work with a lot of amazing drag performers, such as y'all selves. And it's truly an amazing art form that I have the utmost respect for and enjoyment of. So that's my experience. What's your experience? I'm Silhouette. My experience is that I, like, love this thing a lot. I love this, like, coming from a theater background, starting to translate that into, like, drag has been a really, like, enlightening experience as well as figuring out like my gender identity and all of that stuff so it's been um it definitely like means a lot not to your me. gender identity yeah <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Where, where's my id yeah um no but i mean it's just like it, it's really started to become this thing where i've started to feel like as if my mission with all of it is to like spread it, is to like show people. We are the gay agenda. That, right here, the three of this us. Part. This is the gay agenda. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know. I've just been really focusing on learning more, being literate, and being and listening more, and um, trying to understand more about what the potential that this art has to offer. Not only like the queer community, but like our society as a whole. So. I love Portland drag. I live. Um, you know me, Kimber Drew to the rescue. No, I'm Kimber Shade. Sade if you're nasty. Um, Sade if you fancy. I just want to say first and foremost that I feel very attacked by this question because <laughs> they disguise old with the word experience. And uh, yeah, so let me just talk about my experience. Uh, I have. How long been, have you been on the job? Right, right, right. I have, um, you know, 
put myself into drag. Uh, and where I am in my career is that I also like to find out the history and, and put some authenticity behind it. Um, I feel like, you know, there's so much depth to drag and a lot of it has to do with the people that came before us. So it's always fun to go down this rabbit hole and to just to pull up the old memories and think about, you know, what has happened before so that we can, um, you know, keep driving forward as well. And I think you've done an amazing job of bringing that historical context back. Because I think a lot of people, I mean, for no fault of their own, they just moved here recently. A lot mm-hmm. of people moved here in the last five years. And so they don't know what it like. I mean, because this is a really white town, mm-hmm. for sure. But there has been a lot, and a very straight town once you're outside of Portland. Scary. Um, but I, it has a really yeah. diverse and rich, full history. And what, like, got you, like, how did you get those stories? Like, did you do interviews with people? Because you did something specifically in February. Yeah, so, you know, I just, throughout my career, first of all, where I started in drag is sitting on the toilet of my drag mother, and she wouldn't even touch my face with makeup. She made me listen to all of the stories. So that's why drag family for me is really important. And, you know, the drag family history in Portland is really important because it all just kind of describes the moods to me. Um, you know, you know what the Valentines are like, you knew what <laughs> the cities were going to bring, yeah. you knew that sort of uh, feeling, but that all came from somewhere and it came from a protest that happened or something like that. You know what I mean? Like fighting the man. So, uh, I, I would say it just kind of happened uh, upon me. And then I, I just started integrating that cause it gives validity to what I do. It, I mean, it, it makes it so much fuller and, and it's just so cool. I love seeing people, especially people I think don't get like Isaiah Esquire and other people who don't. You know, there's not people, a lot of people who went, came in before them because they're big pioneers in Portland and drag and burlesque and like a, a ton of other things. But they, they'll post on your, or comment on your post like, oh my God, I remember this. And yeah. like, that's so cool to watch like in real time. So is that, that is very validating. Period. And you have this little book here. Now tell me about this. Oh, yeah. No, I just brought this because, I mean, like, it, it's just... To bit, prove that you can read... I, hopefully you brought it to sure. Literate. Well, literate. I, I, literate. I don't know how to read, but I really love the pictures. Huge no, I mean, pictures. They, the pictures are actually Pay gorgeous. for the Patreon, there's, girls. Um, Pay for the Patreon. <laughs> um, there's the like pictures are gorgeous. Three different types of artists in here. All of the artists um, from, like, from oh, wait. trans people of color. Um, the... But the, what's really great about this Go book, to the case I, section. Is Kimber in there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, really good. What I, the, what's really great about this book, The Art of Drag, uh, is that, like, it's a little tidbit of, like, everything. And when I mean everything, I mean, like, all different countries, all different, like, backgrounds and any- gender identities and, like, styles. And it's about, specifically about drag performance, but it's all of these different elements that have sort of, like, either been similar to drag as it is now or have just like paved the way for what it is now and so it's a really good like foundation to be like oh i want to learn more about this specific part of it which has been cool and it is by a series of authors probably a collection of researchers yeah jay call is the author um these three are uh sophie birkin helen lee and jc saying hans are um the illustrators in it okay very cool that's that's you know, pretty amazing. Were there any Portland stories in there? 
Um, not in this one, but it, it goes all the way okay. up into... So, so no Kimber shade. Okay. Okay. No, no. It's okay. We didn't make this cut, but I'm sure there'll be a second edition. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, yeah, for this is for modern, mm-hmm. current. Well, there's an empty page. Contemporary is how we like <laughs> is to RuPaul, say that. Is RuPaul in it? There is RuPaul. There's one... What about Garcelle? Is there, there is Darcel. Oh, so there's a Portland person. person in that. I think... Hold on one second. Pull I haven't Darcel. finished it yet. Hold on one second. And for those who are listening from abroad, Darcel is the yeah. oldest living working drag queen. Is she? She shakes her ass every single weekend, even through this pandemonium. Yeah, she just uh, did a uh, On performance the big that was stage. gorgeous. She was yeah. like, that was her Super Bowl halftime Moment. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, every single Friday, Saturday night, Darcel's fifteen. Okay, so since we said her name, what's your favorite Darcel moment? I actually. Okay, you guys go first. Y'all go Silhouette. first. Silhouette. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 That's the back, baby. No, I mean rhinestone cowboy is a classic. Like watch it. The the um going around the. Are you hitting on Darcel? <laughs> <laughs> the, the going around uh, around the pole with with you your know butt. they st- the gag is great every time. Darcel is a living legend. I don't have that many favorite because I've I've been to Darcel's many times because I've helped with pageants and random things, but I have not. Fridays and Saturdays, I don't know, at seven p.m. I'm like, what? Year? I'm not. I'm like waking up, and they so I admit, but I determined to go this year, and especially for brunch. I live. I want to go with you. Invite yeah, me. but I have, but I, I would say the my favorite, uh, Mister the Mister Nude Pageant. That was a really mm-hmm. big like year. I think like yeah, that was a fun year. So uh, my favorite Darcel moment was actually at my step down. I performed. Um, what was it? Mariah Lynn. Mo money, I want your money. Once upon a time, <laughs> not, not long ago, ago, I was a hoe. I walked by. That's what, was that twenty sixteen? Yeah. I walked, oh my god! I walked by Darcel and she grabbed my hand and she was like, "Yes, honey, you continue to give it to him." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I just performed <laughs> like, on you, the Darcel stage and Darcel just like grabbed my arm and was like, "This is it." That's like a century <laughs> of approval from drag, oh, right? Wow. Right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's royalty. Hundred percent. And oh you know, god. it I was know. a risk. Yeah. It was a risk to do that song, but I was like. I'm doing it. I mean, that and like, I, I think, who's talking about, I think Austin McKee and Joni Rita Lynn, who are, mm. I think, both part of the, the night, uh, Austin, I'm like, they document so much of, of Portland and queer Absolutely. nightlife, so I'm like, so interesting, but uh, they interviewed Darcel, and it was so cool to go down to like the catacombs mm. that are underneath Darcel's and watch them put their paper eyebrows on, and like, they have so much humor and like that they've just sort of i mean they've been through it all so they the, the way they approach things i think are really 100 percent. there's a show smart there's a show that happens downstairs as yeah. well it's, oh. it's incredible and yeah. all of those performers you know it takes a lot to be able to like burn and turn a show you know what i mean and like mental stamina all of that and so mm-hmm. kudos to them darcells how long they've been doing it 85 years yeah. something like well they're uh, yeah they're just yeah. 50 no, 50 years. No, well, how long have they been doing drag? They were eighty five. They were eighty five yeah. when they won the award, which I think was like a couple of years ago. Oh wow! So yeah, dang. And and yeah, you were yeah in their their the the the, the playhouse version of Darcel 15's life. Yeah, that was fun. That they was the, extreme. Um, it was only it was only about Darcel. They, they made a musical about Darcel's like that they put on at one of the Portland Five Theaters of the New Mark. And so for the preview performance, 
I was like they every performance that they had they had like a local talent like do it so for the preview one I was like the local talent and it was super like the show was super cute it like like went moment by moment from the beginning to like where we're at now so what you're saying is you've been Darcel no, I have not been Darcel. I've been like a girl at Darcel's. <laughs> you know, you've been a I was girl number two. Yes, you know exactly. Hands down, I would rather be a Darcel girl than a Rue girl. Like that. hundred percent. First of all, there's a lot less contracts. Oh, for real. And also, like, what is again? I when they added me on Facebook, I was like, I made it, mom. Mm-hmm. I made it, mama. So I have a question, and it's sort of a pivot because I and I I don't want to get too negative here, but I would love to hear. What is a favorite piece of Portland, like, drama Ooh. that you have personally enjoyed? Because I think that is sort of the fun of... Cause I've we can never say had, good drama. Like, I not, would say like, like I, yeah, drama. I would say not, nothing petty. I want something kind of, like, iconic. Okay, oh, I got it. I, <clears throat> 100%, I got a ton of these moments. I'm in a lot yeah, of these yeah, moments, yeah, honey. Yeah, it's like, we might, you know, <laughs> we just, like, we just go around until we don't have anything else to say. No, I'm kidding. But I would love... <laughs> I'd love to hear some, just because I think that's so. I that's what I really want to do, because I'm such like, I, I'm such a, like I would love to have like a, not that, but more just like a timeline. Like I'm like here's where certain people were arrested, and here's oh, where yes. certain people I got were. You. What yeah. you mean? Okay, <laughs> so yeah, so does that, do you have I one have in several. mind? Several. Oh, I got one right now. Okay, okay so one. it was during Gay Pride. My drag mother, um, Karma Cunt. Uh, used to strut around and and back in the day I felt I feel like drag battles was like a thing and so outside of the club she had gotten kicked out go figure she got kicked out during her she step down and not allowed yeah, to get back yeah. in so she was strut around outside and she came up against Aurora who was also a drag queen who was allowed to go inside so they like had a lip sync battle for the crowd that was outside and people standing in line and Carmen did her famous Got on the uh, floor and did the clap and, and yeah. shook her thighs at Aurora. And yeah. it's like, it's on you. It's like one of the first YouTube videos of a drag queen in Shaking Portland. Doing some shit, you know what I mean? Iconic moment. These are the moments that I live for because it's like, that goes down in history as like, you know, both of those drag queens just believed in themselves and had confidence so much that they inspired me to want to become a drag queen. I saw that and I was like, yeah. And also, I want to be that girl. And also, you join such like a rich tapestry of of once you're in the legacy, it's very. I just find all like that's why I'm so fascinated. But even lo- I shouldn't say even, but especially local drag because it's mm-hmm. like history happens all around. I get FOMO. I'm like, I don't want to not go to that one party and miss like a moment. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you hate to be the one just getting the story. So that you bring up a good point though, right there is because uh, in Portland history, I, I would say that there was there's always been drag fans, but. The drag fandom of what you just said, that that culture changed in, like, I would say when RuPaul started. Uh, because before it was, like, more of a fight to get people to even notice you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy that we're in a place that not only do we have people that are fans, but people that are so much fans that they become drag queens. That's called job security. Oh <laughs> my god! Here she goes. I mean, the, I mean, that's one of my like I, uh, ad- adages. I always say, hire a drag queen. Whatever yeah. you got, hire a drag queen. I mean, it always adds something. And I think we have seen the culture and the perspective and perception of drag radically change. And like since, I mean, you grew up with that. Well, I mean, also, I mean, you were talking about like like iconic Portland families. Like people don't have families in the same way that they that's not how like people become like 
you know, they go on YouTube. They go on YouTube. They watch the show. Yeah, yeah, they watch the YouTube. They get their skills from like however, and then they like pop up at the club so and say, "Hey, very, look at very me." Fair, you know? So yeah. where did you get your skills from? No, <laughs> from you know, no YouTube. It, literally that exact that exact same way because it's accessible and like that's like a bless a certain type of blessing for yeah. sure. But it like because you develop your own style. I, absolutely, yeah. and also like it's. It's just like more more ways for people to have tools to like express themselves, and that's mm-hmm. like super exciting. What is like kind of lost, and what's like you know is like is how do you break in in an authentic way mm-hmm. that isn't that is like about because for me, I love the community experience of drag and that part of it, and sometimes it's harder to like break into that when you don't have like the family standing or you don't have people that you've been doing it with for a while so well, it's a different it's a different way of navigating the thank community. god for instagram thank god for because i honestly was so because pr- i came completely from outside of queer nightlife i was i would say a cc's scandals stag gay mm. like oh the loop the loop <laughs> And sometimes blow a pony. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of the thing about Portland that's a little different for our queer nightlife is that a lot of the queer events happen outside of the gay bars, and a lot of not gay bars are super queer friendly. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much go wherever in Portland and feel pretty secure, even mm-hmm. if you're, and you can make it a gay bar. Yeah. Poor Joe Seller. I'd say shout out to Joe Seller, shout out to yours, <laughs> shout out to. Hobos. Any any place yeah. the gays go. Shout yeah, out. shout out. Honestly, to. period. So, I came on from the outside of it, and I would just reach out to people, and I was like, I like what you're doing, because I think I mean I think that's basically how we met. I mean, mm-hmm. probably a little bit through flawless, but mm-hmm. it was more just being able to, you know, sort of just offer like an outsider, just being like, hey, yeah, I just appreciate- gaslight the queens, you'll be fine. Yeah, gas. <laughs> well, gaslight, mm-hmm. gatekeep, mm-hmm. girl boss, and that's. <laughs> And the, and the tea is, I I'm like, I gatekeep, but the gates are wide open, and I'm gas lighting, but I'm just lighting, I'm more like lighting up the girls, you know? Yeah, I love that. You gotta um, support, you. because I love the delusion. Because also, local drag and local queer performers, it takes a lot of gumption, because you have to, like, you have to be putting in the work and effort that RuPaul has not put on in, like, 30 years. Like, 100%. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have to work twice, trip so much harder for so much less okay so so with everything that you just said and everything that you just said i think that that where the way that you're doing it is super authentic because that's how i was taught drag it was not like you get to put on a face and then you walk out it was like you need to know your character you need to know and that's what people forget is that they judge me based on the new queens that are coming up and they they don't remember that i act like something when i'm in drag like that that person that's confident and all of that that's a woman out there yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's that, a woman that's on park a avenue woman. That's, that's going to get hers okay um and so people people forget and i think that that, that also in portland drag history i think we're starting to see a lot more um kind of like i don't want to say lackluster that's not what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say like the, just they don't have that like level of depth that they need well, and I would, and, and it, that's not to say anything about no, specific. No, no, it's no, different. Just like no, it's yeah. a difference. It's, it's a difference because I would say like that's when RuPaul's talking about like the grit. Yeah. Like, because people will come on that show and they'll be polished the house down boots. Yeah. Because they've watched every YouTube video, they've seen every season. They're a huge fan of Drag Race, and drag, but like it's not as community oriented. It's not as experience oriented. Mm-hmm. Which is why I honestly I always joke that I don't book on talent. I don't book. I book on vibe. Like I book oh, on that. like what do you bring to the party which is you you know i lo- and that's kind of cool about portland i say like we have a lot of big personalities 
in a small space. So it's like we get to all build off each other. And I feel like, and this is just as someone who's spoken to a lot of people from random different queer communities all over the country in the last three months, I feel like we're super supportive of each other. 100%. Do you, yeah, how, like, what would you guys say to that statement? I mean, and maybe it's because I, I wear rose-colored glasses. I cheer at every drag show that I go. You I do? Yeah. I love the I always do, like, drag. Debris or David Granfield. You know them. They always were like, yeah! Yes! Like, yeah, the yeah. quietest moments. Like, um, that actually happened because, you know, for me, there was, I was like, why are we quiet at a drag show? That's crazy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I even, okay, when I went to the drive and drag, oh, right? Okay. And I was the lap. Like, they could hear me on the stage, and I was in the, I was, like, in, like, the VIP parking row, so there was, like, you know, a decent distance from me and the... VIP. And, like, yeah. <laughs> the VIP parking the, row in Kesha didn't catch that. Yeah, the VIP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I was the loudest, and people were, like, giving me, like, death, like, people were mad at me for, like, living for the, the drag show. Well, I will say this, and, and you will agree with me. The people who are fans of Drag Race are a little bit kind of the worst just because they are so entitled to drag. I feel like they, like, expect... They expect mountains to be moved during performances or they are not cheering, they are not tipping, and, like, that's a... The CC's crowd, I'd say, like, Drag Race viewing parties crowds, and probably... But, like, brunches, you do get... It's, like, where they're saying people... straight people. It's straight people exactly. who are, like, wow, you're wearing heels. Thirty dollars. <laughs> like they, I don't know. Gays are so entitled. Yeah, but yeah I I like, if important. I see a cis white gay post one more opinion about drag, I'm gonna lose it. Um, I I think that's a lot of the reason why I don't want to go on Drag Race, but that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess <laughs> <laughs> only you, if question. you subscribe to the Patreon, you can see <laughs> these eyes. Uh, like, I may have rose-colored vision, but... No, but I just, like... I, I oh, my God, no pun intended! Oh, my God, that was amazing! <laughs> well, See, sometimes like, I don't like, even mean to. Yeah. Yeah, like, when I worked in theater, and, like, what my favorite part yeah, of the transition from working to theater and doing drag is, like, the level of, like, support that the audience mm-hmm. gives and, like, being a an active, like, audience member mm-hmm. in that rather than, like, a walk, someone just watching on the sidelines, and that's what I love about being really active... Mm-hmm in any drag show regardless is just like I also, amazing. I also want to bring up a good point too. I think that um, support comes in different ways, right? Like, uh, yes, I, when I, I'm pushing down the stairs, I'm supporting you, girl. Well, no, not, that, <laughs> that, that's not support. That's, that, that's something different. But <laughs> I think that um, when people are able to receive the criticism that is being offered or what feels like criticism, um, one of my favorite, favorite, watch how I segue here, one of my favorite moments in Portland drag history is I walked up to Sable Cities when I first started doing drag, and I was like, girl, what do I need? And she was like, lashes. She And, and to somebody, me saying that now, you'd be like, oh my God, Sable Cities. That's Red actually you. very, that's very your daughter too. Flawless would definitely say something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But like in a loving way, in a way that they're just like, right. And that's the way that I received your pussy. Exactly. And that's the way that I received it. But if she said that now in today's climate, it would be, oh, she would get canceled and all of these other things. Because it's like, girl, well, maybe she can afford the lashes and and da da da. And drag is drag. And we love all drag. And it's like, no, girl, put on the fucking lashes. Oh my God. This reminds me of last night. Like, Lisa and I went to trivia and I, we were talking about, this is going to be kind of a segue, but, uh, or a tangent. The balloon person, right? I think you've done the the balloon, Michael. Yeah, Michael. Okay, so he, um, his art is interesting, but I think he's very like open about the fact that he's like, this is sort of like a commentary on internet art. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Lisa was like, I hate it. 
She's like, I, I have never. It's okay. It. It's okay. This is okay. And she's part of like she like every time there's like one of those like funny tweets that's like making fun of the of Michael the blue guy. Why? She, and it, well, and so the, weird. the reason I bring it up, but the reason I bring it up is because then I was sort of like relating it to drag. I was like, well, isn't all drag valid? And like we had to like sort of even like some drag is bad because it's like making fun of like stuff. And like that's what I think like is when you're intentionally bad, that's different than like just being lazy. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, but, so, Lisa but, was like, what are you trying to say about my drag? But, <laughs> I was like, but, but listen, it's lazy. But we need to break that down, though, just a little bit, because all drag is 100% valid. Okay. If you've got something to say when you are when you put on that dress and, and you're giving me um, art, great. Yeah. Not all drag gets paid for. Move on, sister. You don't get to get on stage just because you put on this dress. You have to give me um, concept, What's imagery, a, yeah. texture, makeup, all of it. That is drag that gets paid for. Anne Pine was judging that elite queen competition with me and she goes, I can't. If you don't know how to lip sync, maybe that isn't your talent. (laughs) And I was like, but I mean, kind of on period because I do think like, and also you can do other things and perform. So you need to find your lane. Exactly. And like, I think like, I, and I would say, like, that's, again, it's just, like, respecting different types of drag. Right. And also, so that also tells me the level of what, um, where the drag performer is in their space, right? So yeah. if, if, if I, if I were, if I, let's just do a hypothetical. If I were to go and, and say something to a performer that I felt like didn't give something yeah. that I knew they could, and they don't receive it, then I'm like, oh, you're just not ready ready for that mm-hmm. critique yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Kimber Sade, huh? Yeah. It's about intention, I right. think. You know, it's just, like... Um, I want, like, I want... I want to tear you down. <laughs> when I see drag, <laughs> and when I mix it, like, you know, I I want just to know that you love what you are doing mm-hmm. enough to where I see it, that you put on, you put in enough effort to sh- to get that across to me that you love it. You know what I mean? Because I, I would say someone, like, during, someone during their drag race interview said they hate... What was it? Lazy Queens? I hate, I do. Well, because I feel like, I feel like then what it is, what you're, I guess in the, the more specific interpretation of Lazy Queen, in quotations, is just someone that like, is just doing drag to get on a stage and to just like, be saying that they're doing drag rather than like, and, and not really looking like they like, love it or are confident and like, happy with yeah. what they're doing. And so and I, I want to see more yeah. of that. And I think we're seeing... Sorry. No, no, no I was, I was going to just do, say this. I think that because we've lost some queer spaces, like Embers, Embers was a training ground for drag. Uh, it, it was legendary for teaching, yeah. you know, drag queens the ropes. And so losing that iconic space kind of did shift what drag looks like in Portland and how it's produced and when it's ready. Right? Because Embers was the first stage you got on. Oh, that's Yeah, true. and honestly, like, that is... We, were talk, we, will, we are about to go to break, but... We were gonna talk about some things we want to see change and see different and mm-hmm. improved and what we kind of like, like some actual specifics. Because I think like this is something we talk about, like which is like having a space that's like intended to be group and community drag oriented. Which and it's because I would say that like and I, I don't know if we'll name names, but we maybe we might in terms of like bars that haven't respected drag and haven't seen it really. As like the Should ass- we name names? Yeah, tune in again. We might name names. <laughs> I'm not afraid of name names because I will never work there. We like, you know what I mean? And like, I it will never come up for me. But I don't really. Want- Are you? I mean, the only reason I would is if I was even if asked- it was under new ownership. I mean, if I'm getting paid, I'll be there, of course. But I. Ah! But the thing is, like, the thing is, I'm talking more about like the fact that they have to. 
and they're making bad efforts. We'll get into it. But I would say, like, this is the thing, and I hope we can find... There will be something. Something will come out of the pandaronium. So tune in in just this gauche. And now we're from our sponsors. Um, Aha, sparkling water, blueberry pomegranate. What else we got? Car keys. Get your car keys. Also Facial. by <laughs> The Ballad of the mm. Songbirds and Snakes by Cheech, Collins. Cheech. That's a gay book. Um, oh, wait, no. This one is The Hunger Games. Spon- oh, we're all sponsored by The Hunger Games. Uh, sponsored by literature. Sp- but look at my RuPaul Chia pet that didn't work. But I still love it. Now I have like a bus RuPaul I'm going to pick. I came to this show with Cracker. She was so fun. Did you produce that show? Yeah. Great first. That was one of my first shows. It was. And I went to it. See? I have a wiggly left behind. Actually, I do remember you there. We smoked weed outside. We did. Yeah. We actually, because that was a stress. I used to be so stressed out at my early events. Really? We yeah we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk about some more goofy stories. I want to hear more shade because actually I didn't even get into my favorite queer shady moment. So tune in. Love y'all. Bye.